I hear it's amazing when the famous purple stuffed worm in Flapjaw space with the tuning fork does a raw blink on Harry Carey Rock. I need scissors. 61. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Frantic Thoughts, a podcast all about celebrating things that we love through the eyes of an obsessive fanatic. You might even call him Frantic. And that's me. And this intro is very weird and awkward. But hello, guys. What's up? If you're new to the show, my name is Josh. Joshua, for those that want to know the full name for whatever reason. But online, my handle is Frantic. Each week, I sit down for about an hour and we talk about things that I love and uh, talk about my week and get a little personal. I'll have a little bit of a blog thing going on with this sometimes. But mostly, it's about talking about things that's happening that week in geeky stuff or just stuff that we love. I know I said that like three or four times, but yes, that's what Frantic Thoughts is distilled down to in essence <laughs> uh without further ado let's start the show like we always do with the topic of the week this week i wanted to talk about video games that are infinitely replayable for me personally games that i cannot stop going back to games that i just absolutely love to the point where I have to go back to them and replay and replay and replay them. So I'm kind of have a list here, but I want to go over why I like these games so much. Pardon me. Um, some of these will be pretty obvious, honestly. But I do want to go th- over every single one of these. And uh, I have a decently long list, but I didn't want to go too long on the topic. So let's go ahead and just start off with some games that are infinitely p- replayable. I've played many, many times... And let's start off with one of my favorite games of all time, Super Mario World. And I know a lot of people are facepalming, a lot of people are sighing right now, because that's an obvious game that people go back to play it over and over and over again. But I love this game. I love the mechanics of the game. I love the way that when you play Mario, especially Super Mario World and Super Nintendo, uh, it is a magical feeling. The way you jump... The power-ups, the cape. Oh, when I first got the cape when I was a kid, uh, it blew me away because I was so used to playing Super Mario 3. Super Mario 3 is an incredible game. I have a huge fondness for that game, but I definitely haven't played it as much as I've played Super Mario World. Super Mario World is one of those games you can always go back to. It's, it's almost an obsession for me to go back to this game at least once a year. And if I don't go back to the game, I'll go back to ROM hacks or Super Mario Maker and play the Super Mario World style. Because the ROM hacks, there's so many ROM hacks. They take different essences and different portions of the world and they mishmash it together and make all new stages. And it's really cool. A lot of times they take graphics from other games and music from other games and put it in there as well. So through the extension of me playing these Super Mario World ROM hacks, I learned to love this game in different styles and I learned how to play this game in different ways that I didn't think of before. Same thing when you're playing a Super Mario Maker level or you make a Super Mario Maker level, you get to discover what these different components of the world do and you get to see how creative people get with the different items and the, you know, the POW blocks and the doors and how people just 
rearrange the stages to make something so unique and so crazy. And I guess Super Mario Maker would be on my list of games I played, like inf infinitely replayable, because that that's just a toolbox for people to make different Mario stages with all those different tool sets. And I really hope they bring one to Switch. So this might date this if it if you're listening to this in the future and we actually have one on Switch. Let's let's hope it it's gonna happen. Let's hope it, it's an inevitability inevitability. But yeah. Super Mario World, I don't have to tell you guys that that game's incredible. Next up, I have Yoshi's Island. I've told this story before, but I'm going to go through it real quick when I was five years old. Um, I didn't get very many video games for the Super Nintendo because at the time, the games were very expensive. And, you know, I have two brothers and we're a bigger family, but my grandparents got me Yoshi's Island. I opened that box and I knew it was a Super Nintendo game. Opened it up and I was so stoked to play this game and I had the original cartridge and I used to play this game over and over and over again and it I actually do believe I don't think it's just nostalgia talking and I'm actually going to replay this game this year it is on my backlog to replay I'm going to use it for my Y on CCABC um, it is on my backlog to replay because in my head it's held so high like this is one of my favorite platformers ever but is it actually the best platformer of all time or is that just my nostalgia talking and I want to go back and see if it is just my nostalgia or if that game actually holds up as much as I think it does I do remember seeing the boss fights and just being blown away by hu how huge the sprites are and how incredible the fights were uh, when you go in there the, the one I remember the most is there's this it kind of looks like a Goomba, right? But uh, in the game, they're kind of like pink little squishy Goombas. You can step on them as Yoshi. In this one, uh, the witch, uh, what's her name? Lucky too? Lucky too? That's not her name. The witch, what's her name? Oh, God. The Mario witch, whatever her name is. I know you guys are going to like tell me right now, and I don't feel like, feel like looking it up, and I'm per sure, pretty sure people are screaming at their podcast device. But, yes, the witch from Mario. She makes these little pink guys giant, one of them. And you have to shoot Yoshi's eggs. So the main mechanic in Yoshi's Island is you eat monsters and you get eggs and you shoot it. Just like any other Yoshi game. But if you haven't seen it, that's what it is. So the idea of this stage is you have to fire these eggs into this pink guy and avoid being stomped on by him. And as you do, it pops out. Uh, little ones, versions of himself pop out. And, you know, you slowly whittle them away. There's also a stage where you get swallowed by... Uh, frog you get shrunk down and you get swallowed by a frog and you have to fight different creatures that he swallows inside there and just hit him in his you the little thing in the back of your neck ubula ugula i don't even i never i've heard people say that word but i've never seen it written down is like ubula ugula there's a lot of stuff i'm getting wrong here but the boss fights are the most memorable part of that game to me and i remember for some reason i always remember the snow stages the most but i think it's because i have that the, the the skiing sections which were really cool but yoshi's island man i love this game i'm definitely going to be getting on this game soon and playing it um a snes classic because it's so good and i have i have so many good memories of it next up we got another game i cannot stop playing i've played this game for years since it came out this game came out officially I think in 09 no it, it came out officially like later than 09 i think but i've been playing it since 08 or 09 it is minecraft which i've talked a lot about i even had an early podcast where i just talked about minecraft uh but i'll go over it very 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 short here here um i can't talk all of a sudden i was like going i had a flow going i felt like a rapper i was like podcasting like a beast and then 
Stutter, Stutter City, Stutter, Stutter, Stutter City. Anyway, we got Minecraft. I love Minecraft. It's an infinite uh, sandbox where you can build anything you want within the confines of the game. But there's a lot you can do with the tool set they give you. And uh, the redstone circuitry uh, gives you logic puzzles that you can make or logic machines you can make uh, with four and nor blocks, which is, a, I'm not getting into it now, but you can make doors and uh, they have pistons that push and pull blocks so you can actually make different like machines and stuff inside the game too, which makes it so much more expandable. They keep adding to this game. They're even adding more to this day. They're adding like an aquatic update where you can go underneath the water uh swim have like air uh an air breathing tank and stuff and then they have like coral reefs and fish under there and, and sharks and dolphins and stuff like that i don't know if sharks are gonna be there i know i definitely saw turtles and dolphins uh but yeah so they keep adding to this game and it's one of those games that's just kind of like you can i can jump in right now and just have a great time and uh i was doing a let's play but i kind of gave up on that because it's a lot of effort to do the type of let's play I, I was doing and yeah uh, let's see we're gonna go into the next one which is an obvious one for me uh, if you guys know my personal taste I love music games um, guitar hero rock band frequency okay these this was all these were also made by uh, oh wow I can't think of nothing today the rock band developer oh it's on the tip of my tongue what is the rock band developed harmonics yes they made frequency and amplitude, which they don't require those plastic instruments. They are uh, lane-based music games as well. A lot of fun. Everybody tells me I need to play Thumper. Uh, I've seen some gameplay of that, and I definitely want to give it a shot at some point. I just haven't at this, at this time. I know it's been out for a couple years at this point. But definitely love music games. I love anything with rhythm when it comes to video games and if it says music game or rhythm based game I'm going to give it a shot so <laughs> uh, yeah that that's definitely something cool that is a genre I'm a huge fan of also I'm a huge fan of games with really nice multiplayer loops and when I say that it's a loop that keeps bringing you in so I was for years the biggest Call of Duty fan every single year I would get the newest game I got to play, play Call of Duty, but first one, okay, I was in college, and I had Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I had a big CRT, and I had my PS3 plugged in through it, through composite cables, and I thought it, I was the biggest, baddest guy on campus at the time, and it, it was, like, actually pretty far into when we had HD TVs, and they were actually pretty affordable, but, you know, I'm a college kid. I had this TV for years, and I'm like, hey, whatever, I'm plugging my PS3 into this. I'm going to love it. Um... I had Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, and I used to play this game. I had over 18 days clocked in by the end of my sessions playing this game. Um, and I had played it on multiple accounts, too, because I had an old account, and I lost my password to it. And that one had more than five days, so I probably played this game, like, a whole month of my life, if you added it all together. Uh, I played it on PC a lot. Um... It's just my, it's probably my favorite multiplayer shooter ever, but I think it's mostly because it's the first one I ever played, and I got addicted to it. I learned every single gun. I learned every single map to a T. I knew so much about this game. I learned everything about this game multiplayer-wise, so I've played so many hours of that. Uh, also, we got uh, Counter-Strike Source. So, I've never been a Counter-Strike guy, really, but there was this game mode game mode that I used to play a lot 
which is in, in a lot of games now. It's called Gun Game. Uh, so the premise of this game mode is you go in and you go through the entire gun roster. So each kill you get, you get a new gun. And at the end of the match, you end up with a knife in Counter-Strike, which is the hardest kill to get because you have to get right up on the guy and stab him. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. I used to play that all the time. I used to win all the time. I used to get, I got really good at that on PC. Um, and it, the funny thing about this one is it was like a fan-made thing. And I never really played the regular Counter-Strike that much. I played like a couple matches and I hated it. I didn't really enjoy it that much. I mostly just played this mod mode. Uh, and then when Counter-Strike Go came out, Global Offensive, uh, I used to play the same game mode and those people made that mode in that game. And I used to just play Gun Game on there too and barely ever played the regular Counter-Strike because I just never really enjoyed it as much as that uh and the thing with the different guns if you shoot somebody you make like a mario one-up sound so it's like every single time pretty cool i mean i i had a good time with that uh, of course i've been talking about fortnite same idea i got addicted to the loop of trying to be number one on that um halo now recently and battlefield bad company 2 i used to be a huge you know fan of that titanfall 2 i got into that a lot too it's just if a game has a really nice progression system like online or it has a, a goal and I feel like I'm getting closer and closer to the goal as I play, I will keep playing that game forever. So I love that though. I love that idea that there is a game I can keep playing in the background forever. And I'll, honestly, Overwatch is one of my favorite multiplayer games. I just I just haven't been in the mood in a long time to actually like sit down and play that for extended periods. I try the new characters. I try the new maps. I'll play for a little a couple hours here and there, but... When that game first came out, I was just so addicted to it, and I have a huge, huge place in my heart for Overwatch, and it's never going to go away, and I'm always going to go back to that game. But it's just not at the forefront of what I want to play right now. But one day, I know I'm going to sit down and be like, dude, I just want to binge some Overwatch, and that's going to happen. Um, another thing that I love, uh, this topic's going pretty long, actually. I didn't think it would. <laughs> uh, it's the Valve games. Uh, Portal, Portal 2, Half-Life 2, and the episodes for Half-Life 2. Half-Life 1 I like a lot, but I don't like it as much as Half-Life 2 and the ep episode 1 and 2 of that. Um, they're just, they're honestly, they're perfect games. All, every single one of them. There's, n I don't really have any criticisms of Half-Life 2. Uh, episode 1, there it kind of drags a little bit. And episode 2 of Half-Life 2, um, the end boss is a little too punishing when you play against them. But... All in all, the series is great. Portal and Portal 2 are just flawless games. I have nothing that I can complain about with those games. They're just perfect puzzle games. And they're hilarious, have great humor, great acting, great music, everything. Portal 1 and Portal 2, I've I played Portal, the original, probably 15 times. That is just up there as one of the best games ever. Portal 2 I haven't played as many times, but I've played the multiplayer at least four times with different people. Um, those games I can just play over and over again. And I like to like leave session, like a couple years between my sessions on them and I'll play it again. And I'll, I won't remember half the puzzles and I'll remember a couple of them and be like, Oh yeah, that's how you do that. But there are always a couple puzzles I have to re figure out. And that's always a lot of fun. If they, if they made a new portal game every single year, I would play that every single month. I would play a new portal game, but you know, that's unreasonable. But so I said, you know, every single year, every two years, even, if they came out with another Portal game, I would, I don't know, if they, if I was on E3 and I saw the press conference and they came out and announced another Portal, I would probably scream. I would be screaming for a day straight. I love this, this series so much. Um, 
another series that I absolutely adore. Actually, I'm just going to wrap it up with my two, but to the, to the two series, but the main one here is Metal Gear Solid. Hideo Kojima has such a weird sense of humor. It's serious, but wacky at the same time. The stealth is a lot of fun. Um, I've played the first, not the first one, the second game, Metal Gear Solid 2, multiple times. Metal Gear Solid 3, multiple times. Those are the two I've played the most. I've played four multiple times up to this, like the 10-hour mark because usually I would have ended up playing that game for 10 hours and then I start hitting those long cutscenes and then I inevitably fall off and then eventually one day I sat down and said I'm going to watch these long cutscenes because Metal Gear Solid 4 has some hour-long cutscenes at the end or at least it felt like it. It was probably at least 40 minutes per episode and I'm just sitting there just watching. It felt like I was watching a movie in, in the middle of my gameplay. Um, so yeah, that those games have a, a such a crazy, just batshit storyline. But I have such a good time uh, going back and want, playing them every single time. And hopefully, my plan is in the future to do a series where I play through all of them with my brother. So hopefully, we can do Brother Gear Solid someday. I've talked about it before. Uh, and then we got Batman: Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. I've played multiple these games. I played three or four times each. Um, these games actually helped me fall in love with Batman again. Hold on a second. Alright, <laughs> my phone was doing some stuff. Um, I always loved Batman, but I kind of fell out of love with Batman after a while. And I'm like, you know, I still like the character a lot. And there was a few things that I latched onto. And I read some of the comics that I liked him. But I was like, hey, he's alright. And then when I played these games, I got in, you just... deep dive into the lore of Batman there's so much stuff to read through they have so much of the lore inside there you learn all about the side characters all these different comics that they were in and everything and I just fell even more in love with Batman and that's my probably my favorite superhero now just because of those games um Batman Arkham Asylum Arkham City they're so good I've talked about them multiple times but yeah I play these are all these games are my most recommended games basically and i'm sure there's some i'm leaving out but i feel like i talked to, i talked a good amount about these games and are there any games that you guys play over and over again that you just can't get enough of and i hope you guys enjoyed my list here and uh we're gonna go into the next section of the show which as always is the recommendation minute i'm getting my timer ready here if you see me uh on the video i'm looking down on my phone here uh we're gonna start right in three, two, one, recommend. So there is this artist I've been falling in love with his music for a while now. There's this drama, uh, documentary series on Netflix called Rapture. It's all about rappers. Uh, the only episode I watched though was the first episode. The rapper's name is Logic. Uh, I've been really digging his music lately. I, he he came up from nothing and you know it's old uh coming up from nothing to selling out stadiums and stuff type of storyline uh this documentary episode goes through his entire life up to his last album which it's it's an inspiring album it's so positive there's so many great songs on there it's about loving yourself about loving others and and being accepted accepted for yourself and accepting others so I just love his music lately. I went back and listened to some of his older older stuff. So I rec- really, really, really recommend listening to Logic and watching that documentary called Rapture. Give it a shot. And that's been a minute. 
Honestly, guys, yeah, I've been loving Logic lately. I've been bumping it in my car really, really loud. And it's funny. I walk, I'll drive down the street, like, in my car, and I feel like a beast because my car goes has a loud stereo now. And, I, you know, look, I'm just like a white guy, like a normal-looking white guy. <laughs> uh, and I'm just like, boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. Like, my, my windows and mirrors are shaking, and, yeah, it's just great. I have a good time with that. Uh, anyway. I love I love seeing people's reaction because there's like this white guy just like you know just chilling just jamming out to some like really like I wouldn't say hardcore rap you know it's you know not really hardcore rap but you know hearing that beat that boom boom that bass and everything in the back it's it's pretty funny anyway let's go to what's happening what have I been doing this week uh I'm on a last stretch of Last of Us I'm going to beat that probably right after I finish recording this today. Um, the only reason I haven't beat that game is my addiction to Fortnite, but that ended last week. I haven't really been playing it too much, like the last two, almost two weeks, probably Fortnite. But I've been addicted to Peggle Two, <laughs> of all things. It's a it's like a puzzle game from PopCap Games. Uh, what the basic premise of it is? It's kind of like Pachinko, if you know what that is. Um, you drop this little it's like a little steel ball, and it hits these pegs as it goes down, and it's kind of like has a it actually it involves skill because you have to shoot this peg, uh, peg, this ball, in specific places and hit these orange pe uh, blocks. There's blue and orange blocks, and then uh, when you hit an orange block, you clear them off. You have to clear every single one of the orange blocks in each stage. And there are different characters that have different power-ups. So the first world that you're in, uh, you hit, you use this ball. You go down and there's these green pegs that you can hit. If you hit the green pegs, you get to use the power up. The first one you hit the green power, the green one, you get like a little guide where you can see the actual. If you hit the wall here, it'll diagonal off and go this direction. And the next one, you get like a big rock that just like destroys a bunch of stuff. And this game is addicting. I played Pickle One a long time ago. I don't know. It's probably been ten years ago or something at this point. And I loved that game at the time. And I saw it on PS PSN for like two bucks or three bucks, something like that. I'm like, I, I'm buying that. I'm copping that right now. I bought it. <laughs> and I never downloaded it. But uh, sometimes I'm like kind of bored. And I'm like, hey, I don't know if I want to play this main game when I'm playing. I'll go through my library on PS4. I saw it sitting there. I'm like, dude, I got to play that. I downloaded it. And I just been playing the shit out of it. It's such a good time. It's so addicting and simple. I can just throw a podcast on my phone. Listen to a podcast, zone out, and play some just really fun. It's just a simple puzzle game, and it's just so good. It's so good. So simple, so unique, and so fun. Just the color and the artwork that goes alongside of it, too, is just nice. It's it's just, it's just pure pure joy, that game. <laughs> um, we saw a game, um, a game, a movie called Love, Simon. So we saw the trailer for this a while ago so the main premise of the story is about a kid in high school who's gay and um you know i seen the trailer and he's like you know i have a big secret i have this huge secret i'm gay and they, they made it made the trailer made it look so cheesy and corny and him coming out and all this stuff and him struggling with that but the i mean the way i'm describing it actually sounds pretty deep right but the the trailer played it up like a popcorny, like cheesy romance movie. It kind of has that feel to it, but it feels more of a like a coming of age story, and more of like a story about him coming 
out in accepting himself and having other people around him accept him as well. And it was actually a really deep and personal movie. And I actually cried multiple times watching it. Um, I, it surprised me a lot because Sierra's telling me, hey, Josh, let's go see this movie. Come on, let's go. You know, let's go out. Let's go do something because she just started working. You know, she just got a job where I work. I'll talk about that in a minute. But she got a job. So she's been working evenings. And I work mornings. So it's, I'm gonna, she's like, let's just go to a movie. Come on, let's get out of the house. We both just been working all week. So I'm like, okay, sounds good. We go, and I'm like, all right, we'll watch this movie. It looks cheesy, but, you know, whatever. I'll eat some popcorn, have a good time, and I ended up crying like a little baby. <laughs> Multiple times, the acting in it was so good. Like, I don't know. I, I loved it all. Um, I had a great time with that movie. And it's something that I probably wouldn't have seen if she didn't push me into go seeing it because the, the trailers make it seem kind of just cheesy and corny, and it wasn't cheesy or corny. Of course, it has that little bit of a cheese factor to it because it has that sappy uh story storyline a little bit you know love and all that <laughs> but it was so emotional and i felt the impact of him of everything that happens in the story i don't want to spoil it of course which you kind of know where it's going from my description of it and the basic plot description right but it's not about what happens in the end it's about the journey that to get there and it was just a great movie so i recommend watching it if you want something that Gives you the feels that, that you know you actually feel. And the acting was just great. I, I can say that all the time about lots of movies. But I just... I was pretty captivated by most of the emotional roles that were in the movie. And like I said, cheesy in spots. But it's a good movie. It's called Love, Simon. If you can, if you missed it earlier in the podcast. But yeah. Definitely check it out if you're in the mood for that style of movie. Um, so let's go to the last section of the show. It's the news of interest. News of interest coming at you right now through the power of the internet, through the power of your podcasting app or YouTube. It is the news of interest from Frantic Thoughts for the week of April 4th, 2018. April 5th, 2018. Whatever day it is today. I think it's the 5th. (laughs) Uh, There's still not that much news. There's a couple things I want to talk about, though. Just two little quick hits. We got Spider-Man PS4's release date is September 7th. Game Informer, Game Informer, remember? <laughs> Game Informer revealed that today, this morning, or actually yesterday, as of the posting of the show. And here are some basic little hits of some details on what this game is going to be. Hold on, let me pull it up here. Let me get this thread pulled up. There's a little thread here. Spider-Man. Some details for Spider-Man. 30 frames per second on both base and pro, which makes sense. The graphics are pretty up there. We got several times larger than Sunset Overdrive, which that's a pretty big game. No microtransactions. There's a fast travel system, which is the subway. Um, MJ is playable. There's post-release content planned. There's a photo mode. Uh, No... No major or original characters included. Focus on Marvel characters, period. Civilians can be interacted with, which you can high-five them, take selfies with them, salute, etc. That's kind of cool. Spidey doesn't instantly die in water like in other Spider-Man games, which, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. (laughs) Uh, There's some really nice images on their site, and there's some gameplay of the web-slinging, the web-swinging, looks really 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 good there's some really in-depth 
details there. So go to the game 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 informer site if you want to actually see a little bit more details on that game. Um, it looks beautiful. It looks probably like it's going to be, if not the best Spider-Man game, it's going to be one of the best Spider-Man games ever made. Take a sippy sippy of my LaCroix here because, you know, I'm a hipster kid all of a sudden and I drink LaCroix. Anyway, uh, last but not least for this week's episode, we have rumors. The rumor meal is spinning up. So, IGN wrote this article about a package that was sent to them. And it had two things in there. It was a purple egg. Let me see, what is the purple egg, like material? What is it made out of? Does it even say? Let's see. He's not egg, but like the head from an egg. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. Sorry. I should have known. It just says mysterious egg. I think it's probably like plastic. It doesn't really say. It looks like it might be metal. Like sprayed purple metal maybe. But it kind of looks like a dragon egg. It's like a dragon egg style. It's a purple egg. And then it has a card that says something. something's about to hatch. And then the person's name on there is Falcon McBob. Okay. They did a search for Falcon McBob online. You get a Twitter account. Which the handle is at Spyro the Dragon. So, ooh, something's happening. <laughs> There's a lot of rumors about this uh, Spyro the Dragon trilogy, you know. So we have w- this is earlier today, as as of this recording, there was a tweet, one singular tweet, of Crash mascot, a close up on his eyes, that says at Crash Bandicoot good times and of course everybody was freaking out like oh my god it's happening it is happening <laughs> return of the dragon <laughs> so uh most likely it's gonna be a spyro re- spyro re- remake remaster that's hard to say spyro remake spyro remake it's it's just like a tongue twister trying to say that 10 times fast spyro remake spyro remake spyro remake actually it's easier than i thought it was anyway that's cool. I'll play those for sure. Uh, I talked about the rumors before, but them playing, you know, little games with the fan base is always fun. You know what's going to happen, guys. If they don't announce it soon, like this week or soon, it'll definitely be announced at E3. <clears throat> so this is going to be kind of random, but here is a little interstitial. So uh, what I'm talking about on the podcast right now. So this is the day after I recorded the podcast. So hi. What's up, guys? I uh, just got done listening to the final Cartridge Club Weekly episode. So that was uh, an amazing experience. I love those guys, and that show has brought me a lot of joy. And I know they're not leaving forever or anything, but of course, the end of anything is a little sad. But thank you guys for that show. Just wanted to say that first. But today, they announced the Spyro trilogy is actually coming out they actually released a trailer and everything so i figured i'd go ahead and jump in here and talk about it and this has literally happened this morning right now i'm editing the podcast so i was like you know what i'm gonna jump in here and talk about it because the show is timely at least i try to make it be as timely as i can so um let's see if i can pull up like a little activision thing about it sorry i'm a little burpy i just drank a beer (coughs) whoa there we go 
Ha! <sighs> Podcast of the Year Award. No, just kidding. <laughs> Spiral the Dragon. Bam. So that Twitter profile tweeted out an image. There's some cool stuff that happened here. Um, <laughs> my phone's just blowing up because literally the show just stopped and we're all talking about it. Uh, Cartridge, Club, Cartridge Club Weekly. The Crash Bandicoot Twitter tweeted an, a little video of the code from the original Crash 3, which is up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, square. And if you played the game on the PlayStation 1 on Crash Bandicoot 3's title screen, you can play a little bit of Spyro. And now they patched that into Crash Trilogy that came out earlier last year. Earlier last year. Last year. <laughs> um, if you punch that code in, you can see a trailer for the brand new Spyro Reignited Trilogy is coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Uh, it looks amazing. Amazing. Amazing, guys. It, they updated it. Just like they did, with, they did with Crash, they're doing it with Spyro now. These three games are, are fast, fascinating. See, this is what happens when a lot of stuff just happened today and I'm two beers in and I'm like, uh... <laughs> uh I know this is going to be a little awkward, but it, I'll make it work. <laughs> uh, we have the Spyro Trilogy. Looks really, really, really good. Uh, what they did with the Crash remaster they're doing with Spyro, this is by Toys for Bob. So if you don't know who they are, they make the Skylander series, which had Spyro in it. So it's kind of a perfect fit. It's kind of a match made in heaven. And they're going to improve the controls. They're going to add analog support. They're going to do a lot to this series and i love the original trilogy and my mom actually likes the original trilogy <laughs> of course my dogs gotta make some noise i don't think you guys can hear that anyway my mom likes that trilogy a lot and she likes that like spyro she used to play it a lot and steal our controllers as we were kids not really she she would play with us and stuff it's great it's, it's a great great uh thing it's it's interesting to see this revival of the character platformer the mascot platformer it's really cool. All right. So uh, back to the normal show. And uh, thanks again for all of the awesome shows for CC Weekly, guys. Huh. So this this really dates this episode if you listen to it in the future. And if you're listening to it in the future, I appreciate you a lot. <laughs> all right. Back to the normal show here. So, uh, yeah, that's it for the show this week. Uh, quick round of plugs to round it out a little i'm gonna talk about the next couple months of the podcast and my youtube and stuff real quick um i'm thinking okay so e3 is june i think it's june 9th or 10th so two months from now or so uh i'm going to be doing e3 predictions by company on the podcast coming up uh what i'm thinking i might do is make separate videos and actually edit them or produce them and I'll post the audio on the feed as well so you guys can listen to it but I'm gonna have some production and I'm gonna actually make little you know prediction countdown videos for E3 leading up to E3 um, maybe do some as podcasts some as videos I haven't decided exactly what I'm gonna do but just know that when E3 comes around it's going to be a lot of stuff for me because that's the type of stuff I like to do. I like to talk about that. It's my favorite time of year. Uh, that and Christmas. So when Christmas comes around, I do my 12 frantic days 
And then when E3 comes around, I make a lot of E3 shit because I love both times of year. So that's always going to be a guarantee from this channel unless something happens extenuating circumstances. Yeah, yada, 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 yada. But for the foreseeable future, when the E3 is coming up, expect a lot of cool stuff from me. And I, I want to make a schedule for YouTube videos. So this is not set in stone. This is not a promise. But my goal is to make a YouTube video every single Monday, even if it's super short, just something Every Monday, I'm going to try to put a video out. So I have a little bit of incentive to myself say, hey, Monday's coming around. Let's get this video out. Let's finish up this video I've been starting. You know, That's the goal. I might not hit it. And don't call me out if I don't. It's just a little personal goal. So if you want to check out my YouTube videos, which will be more than me just st sitting in front of a camera talking like I am right now, I'll be doing hopefully some collection videos and some videos of some overviews of some cool little pieces that I have that not many people have in their collection movie collection too actually I was gonna make a video on that um, I do need to clean my kitchen but I'm thinking about making a cooking video in the foreseeable future as well um, there's some other things I've been kicking around in my head and hopefully some of these come together because I have a million ideas and some of them aren't reasonable. <laughs> but I'm going to try to make as many as I can. Excuse me. My, my throat is like a little pinched up right now. But anyway, if you want to catch any of this stuff, it's going to be on bit.ly slash frantic sub. That's frantic, F-R-A-N-T-I-C-S-U-B. So check it out there. Click on it click sub if you like just go through my older videos and just see if you like the other extenuating videos that go extenuating is that a word that's not a word that works the other videos I make see if you like this style uh, it's gonna be that but I'm definitely gonna be improving my scripts and my reading and all that as I go along so there's that and uh, e3 stuff's coming up probably over some reactions some predictions some uh, analysis and all that fun stuff that goes along with that. Uh, got a couple more podcasts planned with some people. I'm not going to give anything away. And I'm thinking about doing some other fun stuff with the podcast. Maybe do a short story episode or something. That's a little bit of spoiler, but I thought about it. Could be fun. Who knows? This is all just a big experiment for me, and I love it. It's a good time. Uh, check out the podcast if you're on YouTube or if you want to go leave me a rating. It is going to be bit.ly slash frantic thoughts or frantic.podbean.com or any podcast service in iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, anything like that. I'm on there. You can find it. Have fun with it. Download it. You know, do whatever you got to do with it. Make fun of me. Make little remixes. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Uh, and of course... Follow me on Twitter, where I talk way too much about way too many things, way too often, and sometimes late at night have random threads that sound like I'm depressed and I can't take any more, <laughs> which isn't true, honestly. It's it's just me venting. I, I got to vent somewhere, guys. <laughs> I, don't, I can't just vent to my girlfriend all the time because I don't want to drive her crazy. I'll vent to her a little bit, you know. In moderation, 
And then I'll vent to my cat because she just looks at me blankly like, Hi, give me some pets and attention. Oh, you had a bad day? I had a horrible day. I've been sleeping all day. And she'll just stare at me. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm, I'm, done with, I'm done for today. So I ho- hope you guys enjoyed the show. Go over to... I uh, almost forgot to plug the forum. Man, I'm so sorry, guys. I failed you. CartridgeClub.org podcast videos blogs lots of entertainment over there constantly keep me surprised and entertained through my work days and my non-work days lots of great videos amazing podcasts hilarious hosts great game analysis on the cc prime show um yes i love it i love it over there go over there cartridgeclub.org go to the create creators uh corner what is it community contributions and if you're a creator like me, you can submit your stuff and they'll post it on the site as long as it's family friendly and it can be terrible quality because they post my stuff. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you if you make good, good, fun content and you want to share it with people, that's a great community to share it with. I'm just making a joke of it and that kind of makes me an ass. Anyway, cartridgeclub.org slash forward slash forum. Go over to the Frantic Thoughts thread, click it, click this episode, leave a comment. What is a game that you cannot stop playing? What is your infinitely replayable game? What's your gem? What's your hidden gem? What's that game that you just can't stop playing? Let me know in the comments there or on YouTube, either one, your choice. Leave me a comment. You can leave me a question too. Hashtag Frantic Thoughts on Twitter or on that forum thread. And I think I've talked enough for today. I'll see you guys next week and hopefully see you for some other videos as well. Have a great day and love one another. Love yourself. Have a fantastic week. I'll see you next time. Bye. What a thrill. Darkness and silence through the night What a thrill I'm searching and I'll melt into you What a fear in my heart But you're so supreme survive